Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for the American Horror Story show on FX Network. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we are here to do the feedback edition for episode 802. You don't say. The morning after. I do say. And it is the morning after. It is the morning after. It's very early on Friday morning, and uh, we're getting our American Horror Story on. This is our American Horror Story, that we're up before dawn on a Friday morning. Yeah. Never thought I'd be here in this position. And yet here I am. Here, yeah, here we are, and our commitment to you remains the same. Uh, I'm going to boil a snake for breakfast as soon as we're done with this podcast. I was going to try one of those live ones. It looks pretty yeah, tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You it's know, got- like, like uh, you know, in uh, Japanese culture, they eat like live squid or octopus. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, be an, Ameri- it, is an American tradition. The, the, yeah, they're the, the wriggling adds a lot of mouthfeel yeah. to the whole operation, yeah. which I enjoy. Um, but you know, salmonella. What's your plan for salmonella? Just develop a a subtle immunity to it. Uh, you can only get salmonella from salmon, I believe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, because I was thinking maybe we could just like start off with licking a snake, a live snake. Licking a live snake? Yeah, like an inch of yeah. the snake, and then we just work our way up to where we're doing two inches and three inches and four inches, and then like this is thirty six. Once sexual. you've licked, one, no, because thirty six inches is that's that's it's that's in the much, realm of impossibility. Too once much you get snake the, in your mouth. Once you get to thirty six inches of snake, yeah, try eating a live one, but just a bite. Okay. You just gotta slowly work your way up. That's the only way you can build up an immunity to salmonella. Yeah, Facts. I don't like to eat anything unless it's actively biting me back. Uh, that's something we might have to issue a correction on next week. I have a correction, a self-correction. No one has corrected me on this. I corrected myself. And rewatching uh, the show, I, I criticized Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy, Kathy Botts. I'm going to start calling her Kathy <laughs> Botts now. Kathy uh, Kathy Botts, because I thought her uh, snake killing technique was sloppy. I thought she just cut the snake in twain. Yeah. On second watch, nah, she slops the head right off. The other, okay, that's what I thought. The other giant woman... I corrected woman you in j- my head. ...just picked up one of the other mini snakes in the bedroom. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, also, I rewatched the scene uh, with particular interest of Kathy Bates getting... Kathy Potts, rather. Yeah, Kathy get straight, Potts. Get your shit together, Aaron. Uh, Kathy Potts got shot in the gut and revealed it, she was, in fact, an android. And I, I am convinced that there was... Not just gunshot shock, but and not just oh my god I'm bleeding shock, but like she, I even think I saw her say like what 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 when she looked at like she's confused and and horrified by the white substance on her gloves. I don't I don't think she knew she's a robot. That's yeah, my think- official production. Production? Which, yeah, offic- I think I think you might be right. The uh, the what at the end on rewatch does very much seem surprised. Um, I will say though, I don't know why she'd surprise because her character's last name's Bots. I mean, yeah, kind of a dead giveaway. It's a little yeah, too on the nose, yeah. like Teddy Flood. Yeah, like I, I think I would have figured out as a, if, if my last name was Aaron Robot, I would have at least suspected. Do you suspect that you're a cult leader? Your name is Aaron Hubbard. Well, early days. Early days. So it is possible to to slip it by yourself. I mean, hey, <laughs> I came out of a cult background. Uh, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that I'll backslide or maybe decide that, hey, that's an easy way to get lots of money and fame. I mean, I... I, I, I'm saying I, I can't imagine that now, but you know, I could get, I could have a stroke. Uh, 
I get one of those railroad spikes through my head that changes your personality that I hear so much about. <laughs> Everyone's raving about those yeah, railroad spikes. It's always a rebar, like When's a construction worker turn? rebar, and he's like a he used to be an angry alcoholic, and now he's a mild man, <laughs> man, or used to be a quiet family man, and, and now, now he's a he raving lunatic. And now he speaks in an Irish accent. <laughs> exactly. Top of the morning. Uh, so, I, yeah, yep. anything could happen is what I'm saying. Uh, All right. Shall we get to feedback, or do you have anything else you want to proclaim? Um, want to no. declare bankruptcy? <laughs> <laughs> I think all of my proc- proclamations have been made today. Okay. Uh, AHS at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com is how you get us this here information. Uh, first up, we got some some old some old stuff to consider, some stuff from the mailbag. Okay. Uh, Mac from Taiwan said, in the end, on the Feedback Friday podcast, Cecily said she mentioned Sarah Paulson's upper lip thing in the season six series of the podcast, but... I remember vividly the first time she mentioned it last season, season seven, because I could not agree more. Maybe it's a boring point to correct you on, but I just want to say thanks and no thanks to Cecily for bringing up the upper lip thing. I'm sorry. Now, whenever I watch Sarah Paulson, I can't understand anything she says because I focus on her upper lip. Just her, yep. Uh, they also asked for forgiveness for the grammar because English is not their mother language from Taiwan, you see. And I will tell you, sir or madam... That you never have to apologize to any fucking American for having poor grammar but the in more English. Important, because important none that. of us speak any other language. It's kind of a, a fucking magic trick that you're listening to us in this other country. It's amazing. The But the more important point is Sarah Paulson's upper lip is, yeah. the, is the same in every language. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> so is. it's understood by all at any but time. But you know, each culture has a different creation myth. Like some contend it's not an upper lip at all. It's just a colony of a pygmy naked mole rats that right. roost underneath her nose. Interesting. Um, there's some uh, there's some uh, uh, culture in Tibet actually says that it's a it's a grub. That right. spins the finest of silk at night. Right after it detaches from her face, like there's all. She, there's a Greek myth at- that she is one of um, Poseidon's daughters, and that's why her face is so moist. Yes, just, she's constantly <laughs> she's like emerging. A demigod. Like yeah. right before the cameras roll, she emerges from a, 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 a sea foam. Yes, uh, it's yeah. I mean, but but, but they it's all, always the same words in every language. It's Sarah Paulson's upper lip. That's yeah. how you say it in Taiwan Taiwanese. <laughs> Uh, so. Mac will back us up on that. Thank you for the feedback, Mac. Thank you for the correction. The Mac feedback back. Uh, Michelle from Cali. Uh, Aaron, I have confirmation that there are at least seven outposts. I'm rewatching a scene where Michael Landon comes in outpost three and speaks with Venable. Okay, so... So this is old feedback? Yeah. This was readdressed this week, too. Mm. So there's three outposts destroyed, <laughs> three more that are not going to last a year, and then the one that we live in. So that's at least seven. Uh, she also has this cool theory. Um, I'm convinced this relates somehow to the seven seals since the four horsemen tie in. Maybe outpost three will be the fourth outpost breach, the seal being broken, and that's what releases the horsemen. Remember, the fourth horseman is death and is the one that, uh, in the vignettes of the opening credit sequence. Or is it Jesus? I'm confused. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> that's that's a cool theory. Uh, C-Drive from H-Town is going to shit on it for you, Michelle, but it's I like it. It's a good theory. Um, also, why do we think they're going to be, or who do we think are going to be the ones that Michael takes back with them to the sanctuary? And how's he going to get there? His horses are killed. I guess they could send a carriage for them all. It's going to be them asylum kids. Going to be them asylum? They're not asylum kids, I don't think. Well, the you'd be wrong. <laughs> Evie and the other one. What's the kid's name? Timothy. Timothy and Evie. Timothy. Why, why, why couldn't he be called Autumn? 
Like you got Evie and or Adamy. Uh, uh, that's exactly Timothy, the point Adamy. I was about to make. Yeah, it's not it's not Timothy and Emily. It's Adam and Steve, right? I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of Bible reference. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, who do you think? <sighs> I, I think those two kids for sure. And I think the chutzpah they they show in you know fighting back and having sex and trying to escape. I think that's gonna. I think they're going to eliminate. The the, land. I think they're going to eliminate the guy who is still upset that they ate his boyfriend and Andre. Joan Collins because there's no fucking way they got Joan Evie. Collins this whole season. She's dead already. Oh right, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The show's done some so, winnowing for me. Okay. All right. So my uh, question is like, um, I'm, I'm worried about Kathy Bates because maybe they couldn't get her on for a whole season too. Uh, what are Kathy you worried Botts. about? Kathy Botts. I, want you... Ka- I like Kathy Botts. I, and now that she's a robot, I like her a million times better. Do you know, I mean, longtime bald movers know that one of my favorite hooks for a show is a robot falling in love. And if <laughs> Kathy Botts and Miss Venable fall in love, yeah. that, I, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of seeing a lesbian robot romance. That would tickle my fancy so hard. Uh... God, this is an overtly sexual morning for you. I mean, I'm just tuning <laughs> into th- the broadcast the universe is providing, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I Gabe, guess. I left you with nothing on that one. I was thinking about what if they, you know, since her body's damaged and there's few resources or engineers in this bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe they just like put her head in a jar and carry it around with her all the time. Ooh, that would be super cool. Go right. full on Futurama right. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love So we I'd can make that. android people, but we can't cure... No, that's a stupid point. I wonder if this is all going to be like a simulation. Because you're right. Like, the fact that there's an Aliens era technology robot is like... I'm starting to think that this is... This is some kind of psychological experiment. This is like a Black Mirror episode that's going to last 13 hours. Which, hey, I'm down I mean, for. But in reality, and we all know it's true, uh-huh. is that it's going to be uh, this bunker thing for the first five to six episodes, and then it's going to just like violently jerk right. Yeah, it's going to fi- violently jerk right. Then um, or jerk Jessica Ling's going to get a musical number. Yep. At about that time. That about will, the Halloween episode. Would, that will be your only... Everyone thinks she's going to be a regular character. She's literally going to parachute in. And I mean literally. You'll see her parachute in off of the top right spoilers. of your screen. And she will land, do a musical number. And then they haven't quite detached her uh-huh. from the parachute. No. And a stiff wind will come and she will Just blow off to away. the top left. Yep. And then that's it. Yeah. You, you are not, you're not going to get the, the X Supreme. You're not going to get any of that stuff. It's just going to be... No, but seriously, I think she's going to come back as, um, what's his name? Tate Langdon's mom. Yeah. As her Constance character. Uh-huh. And... Oh. Oh, or it, the more important connection there is that she's the one that raised Michael Langdon. Right. So I'd be interested to see, like, what their relationship looks like now and how the rest of that went after he killed his babysitter. See, this is where I, like... We'll get and further into feedback. There's going to be like some sort of mother-son musical number, perhaps. We're going to get further into feedback, but I think there's definitely some time fuckery going on. Like it's they want us to think that the world was destroyed in like 2018, 2019, but I think uh, anyway, let's get further into feedback before I develop that thought more. Uh, C Drive from H Town is feeling ya. 
Cecily. Asylum is totally going to get worked in. I'm on hashtag Team Cecily with that. Thank you. Especially with the canker puss monsters. What? I don't. Is that something you see? He, he put it in quote, oh. so I think it's something you said. It's this classic. We made a joke and forgot about it. Are you sure it's not like cancer pus monsters? Uh, yes, it is canker pus monsters. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you know the difference between puss and pus. <laughs> <laughs> he S. spelled it P-U-S-S. That's canker puss, right? Uh, can you please stop with the, <laughs> the, sex. the sexuality I, this morning? I, I still it. have to go to work today. This is like that Portlandia skit. I, I I recognize that you are a man, and I recognize that you have a penis. <laughs> you know, every time you point, I just see a penis. Every time, every time. Me. This microphone is in your face. Ah! Uh, also, <laughs> C-Drive has got... He's, 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 uh, he's shitting on Michelle and I's arithmetic. He goes, there's a total of 10 outposts. The two kids were told this by the male cooperation agent in the tank when they were being driven to the outpost. So there you go. There was at least seven, in fact, 10. Now, that shifts us from the seven seals to, like, the 10 horns on the dragon, the seven-headed dragon of apocalypse, uh, of revelations, rather. Um, so there you go, Michelle. You can have the 10... Traditionally, is like a biblically significant number signifying, um, I don't know, isn't that, what is the ten horn? Ten is like a monstrous number, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven is like complete and perfect, but yeah. ten, ten is monstrous. That's why the devil has seven heads and ten horns, maybe. I don't know. It seems kooky. I don't know who, Interesting. like, who's the guy that came up all with all that? I guess it's God. God's the guy that came up with that whole system and just <laughs> let all these dudes know, hey, hey, just so you know, when you write down 10, that means this. Yeah. Seven means this. And six, and then wait, wait, wait oh. until you do six. It's like the Konami cheat code, dudes. <laughs> it's going to fight you. You blow your mind when you see this number. Yes. Uh, I still kind of get like a woo when like something accidentally roll rings up like six dollars and sixty six cents. Yeah, yeah. Like like wow. I love that. That happens to me at work all the time. Walking on the wild side, it's crazy. Uh, All right, moving on to new shit. Michelle comes back this week. I'm ready for some craziness to start settling in now that the first episode is out of the way and the table's been set. I want to bring bring on the coven, bring on the antichrist, end of the world demons versus witches awesomeness. Uh, I'm feeling you on that. I need the witches to get here sooner rather than later. Well, I'm really, really getting teased hard by the the skeleton demon in the credits and the Stevie Nicks. What if they were just outright telling us who was in the Leatherman suit? What if it's Stevie Nicks in there? <laughs> and she was the one singing the Fleetwood Mac song, and that was her musical number while yeah. she's doing all this. It wasn't a soundtrack that was coming from her crawling. mouth the whole time. Yeah. And Fleetwood Mac was in the background with their guitars. Yeah. He's just just off camera. They're parachuting in. He didn't get there yet. Yeah. Uh, she says, <laughs> my favorite character this season, one Miss Coco St. Pia Vanderbilt. Oh. Joan Collins running a close second. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't know. Coco's just real dumb. It's hard for me to get... I always have you know a real what? hard time just... connecting with some a character that's just, 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 just real dumb. Right. And I was just... Uh... And the interesting thing about that is, is I was just thinking up, I was thinking while I was in the shower that in Ozark, and I can't wait to talk to Jim about this, is that there is a particular character that is the worst, like makes the worst decisions. You just seeing their face is just annoying, but that means that they're doing their character well. So they're also the best. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say one of my favorite characters is this like most well portrayed one, Mm. is that different than saying like, 
my favorite character because they're the uh, goodest, most moral. Oh no! I mean, that's the thing. Like everyone, that's it's so subjective because like sometimes my favorite character is just a real shit, you know, yeah. and like that's not usually my favorite character. But you know, you know, sometimes it speaks to you. So uh, Coco the, being dumb as hell. Is do just, you have a Baldy Award for the best villain? Oh, uh, I think we've debated it, but I don't think we. You should. You that should. That would be. This year's strong. That would be good. That's a really right. good idea. Because it's the. It's not like an anti-hero. Coco is not an anti-hero. No. Coco's just on the side of good. You don't think that she deserves to die, but also like she's obnoxious. Yeah. So. So she wouldn't even so qualify for a villain. So it's like an anti-villain. It's like an anti-villain. It's the mm. you know the reverse of that. Like anti-hero. the person loved to hate. That should be what the award is. Right. Love to hate. Uh, anyway, back to Michelle's feedback. Uh, she's so over the top ridiculous that I'm loving it with all the thought that went in this place. They didn't have a single bag of pirate's booty in the pantry. What? What's pirate's booty? What? She said, Say that again? She, cap- she said, this is a quote from Coco. With all the thought that went in this place, they don't have a single bag of pirate's booty in the pantry. And pirate's booty is capital P, capital B. That's got to be, that's got to be like a candy or a chips or like a, a trail mix? I, I don't know. Pirate's Boots, it's something you get from That's her Whole favorite Foods. off-brand Captain Crunch. Okay, we have just investigated, and it turns out Pirate's Booty is some kind of fancy like um, white cheddar popcorn. Um, I've never had it, have you? No, but I've had, uh, what is it, Smart smart Pop? Smart, smart food? Pop? I don't know. That popcorn we eat around here maybe that's more of a uh, los angeles thing yeah i was wondering if that's a regional deal like yeah. you know they don't know about grippo's uh, chips <sighs> yeah so grippo's everybody's man. got their thing uh miguel from la uh hey aaron and cecily hey miguel i felt that this episode is a lot like last episode a, a little bit boring Cody Fern did not really impress me as the Antichrist. I really wanted him to be evil, and he was just creepy. Also, I think the setting is holding the season back. Most apocalyptic shows, movies, books takes place on the outside, where we get to see the effect of whatever destroyed the world. However, the first two episodes take place in this underground bunker, which limits how crazy the show can be. Yeah! Yeah! I mean, I see your point. I, don't, I just like... I don't know why I like this episode so much. I guess it's because it was silly. And I felt like I was starting to get angry at it not being creepy or interesting. So I'm like, okay, well, silly is better than being boring. So I was tuned I was tuned in for it. But I see like every one of your critiques are kind of spot on. If they had I mean, I think there's a more interesting version of this show which is like uh, a bunker anthology. Like imagine if the season was just like each episode was like a fallout inspired glimpse into the madness that was you know, shelter one, shelter two, shelter three, or whatever. Like that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, and they could have done all every. They could have got every actor from every American Horror Story season ever to do like four or five characters in each 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 thing. That'd be. I think that'd been cool. That's my fan fiction for this season. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I didn't think this episode was boring. It was slower, though. You know, there were some really creepy elements. Well, that's the thing. Like, for silly the fact as the show that was, Michael Langdon would just appear out of the shadows. Like it's conceivable that he walked through the door, but you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And then you know the the shackles that Mister Gallant is strung up on, mm-hmm. they m- magically or supernaturally unlock when he leaves the room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some real potential for I don't know. This well, 
the snakes were a good jump scare. Yeah, you and actually you're you're a pretty tough scare, and they got. Well, you. I mean, it's super easy when you just play a really loud piano chord when it's been silent yeah, for a jumps, moment. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, they got gotcha. you. As for theories, I've read some articles uh, with potential spoilers for the rest of the season. I mean... Uh, reading Ryan Murphy's Twitter feed is not an article with a spoiler in it. Yeah. So let's I mean, just get when that the, straight when, right now. When Ryan Murphy is spoiling his own show, like, I, like, yeah. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, these aren't, like, shooting script details and stuff. It's just shit that Ryan Murphy is saying in public. So, uh... There you go. Uh, Ryan Murphy has confirmed the apocalypse takes place sometime in 2019. Now that we know that each season is set in the same universe, remember the ending of Hotel. It ended in 2022, and the world hadn't yet been destroyed. So that can mean two things. Either it's a giant plot hole, the most likely option, Wait. or somehow the world will go back to normal, maybe due to some time-traveling witches. Yes. Okay, yeah. I think I've read the same preseason article. Now, here's the thing. It it could be a simulation, which is my theory, which means that the world ad- or has ended like long past 2022. Um, the other thing is, uh, this theory does not uh, have any potential spoilers. It's just pure speculation on my part. Maybe Michael Langdon is looking for the descendants of the kids from Asylum. Maybe he's trying to kill them or make them into his own horseman of the apocalypse. We can Thank make asylum you. happen, Cecily. Yeah, okay. We just have to think yeah, like Ryan can. Murphy. You guys have to stop making the apo- the asylum try to happen. Oh, it's going to be so embarrassing you think for you when Ryan you're super run my mouth wrong. Murphy is going to keep it secret that he's putting in asylum. Like he explicitly said it's a it's a mix of 1 and 3. And there's no way would be 2 weeks in he wouldn't be okay, okay, it's also 3. It's also 2. It's also 2. All right, you know. Like he's like sitting on, sit, he's got his hands over his mouth. He's bursting at the seams, and it just—it's also too okay. I had to get off my chest. It's also too. There's no way. Well, my speculation is is that it's going to be also all the seasons. Also, all the seasons. Yeah. So you know, he's only managed to sl- let it slip that seasons one and three feature prominently in these episodes, but eventually mm-hmm. it's going to feature all of them. All right. And two, maybe the next one to you know eke out of him. But, yeah, he'll have tweeted just, like, the pictures of the script by episodes eight or nine, I think. <laughs> uh, Rob C. So, Kathy Bates, <clears throat> Kathy Botts, Botts, is a robot, but did you see them insides? They seem very milky. Where else have I seen this before? Oh, my God, Alien calling it now. The Collective is run by Waylon Utani, and that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. People feeling, I mean, that was a complete organic thought that he had, apart from the thought that you had, which but, is aliens. But, you know, it's right. Great minds think alike. And I think, I mean, I think that's the only depiction of Milky inside aliens that we've seen in movies or TV shows. I mean, for, for robots, for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Westworld's got that kind of thing, but that's just, like, their outer skin. Yeah, they bleed. Um, they bleed. They bleed blood. Yeah. They, ble- yeah, they bleed yeah. their own blood. Yeah. Um, so anyway, where else have we seen aliens? Aliens? In American Horror Story. Oh, oh God. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Asylum. I can't recall. That's I can't right. recall. That's I can't right. recall season, season two, Asylum. Uh, I don't think there's aliens there. That was about Nazi doctors and mental patients. <laughs> there's no possible way you'd stuff aliens in there, too. And demons. No way. No way. And you know where else Nazi doctors appeared? Freak in show. season four, Freak Show. Four? Was it? Five? No, five was hotel for sure. Yeah, yeah. Season four, freak show. That's right. Yeah, because she had no legs. She had no legs. That's right. That's right. You know where else Pepper was? 
Where? Besides Freak Show? She was in... Season 2 Asylum. No, there's no way they put a pinhead in that. It's too much. Too much. (laughs) Too much in one season. Yes. And demons and aliens. No, I think you're misremembering. Uh, Yeah, see? You watched watched seasons too close together and they just just threaded together. It's just a... No, it's not going to Follow the alien, sheeple. Tom G. In a recent Better Call Saul discussion, you expressed some reservations about uh, being in a relationship. Ken and Jimmy in this case... (laughs) Having some reservations. Where you spit your workday, your playtime, and your nights all with the same person. As the apocalypse unfolds in this season of American Horror Story, it appears wannabe UCLA student Timothy has fallen in love with beautiful young Emily, and they will spend 24-7 together until they die or are forced apart. While the conditions are quite different, I assume you have similar reservations about spending all of your days 24-7, 365, infinity with your love interest? Can you ask Cecily how she would feel about that situation? Hashtag Team Cecily. Hashtag Cock Block. Best regards, Tom in Volkswagen. This motherfucker here stunting on me on a podcast. Uh, I don't know. I just think uh, if I would have to spend if I spend the rest of my life in a bunker with anybody, it'd be you. Yeah. But still, I don't know. Can I can I get like every other weekend to go and 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 roam the radiated wastelands just to just to get some me time in? Why are you asking me for permission? Yeah, that's I'm a gross way to post- set up that joke. <laughs> well, we're the last two people left alive. I feel like there there has to be some post apocalyptic permission. All right. No, you're well. right. God damn it, woman! I'm walking. I am walking about. I am walking about these radioactive uh, wastelands. And if you if you don't like it, then fine, fine, stay here and don't get tumors. I'm going outside. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, that's also a weird way to go with that joke. <laughs> Um, a serious answer is no, I don't think I'd get tired of hanging out with you every day, but, uh, who knows? I hang out with you every day, 24 seven, you know, there's, there's a way to be alone when you're amongst people. Like if you're in prison, something like that, Uh or, you know, like the time I spend, the time I spend with you already is you just like retreat within your own mind and just like, right become a shell of a person (laughs) you just kill all the things that you used to be happy and passionate about just compartmentalize your minds yes yes keep those things separate just just keep the nodding and the routine going yeah and you just just live your best life on the inside exactly uh c drive from houston my uber driver is right singularity ai is going to be the virus that pushes the button man bates is a fucking robot bots bots is a fucking robot um interesting so i how does that fit in my simulation theory the aliens are trying or the the uh the ai is trying to reboot humans as like a study so they're like running a simulation trying to get things just right or they have this is like a i have no mouth but i must scream situation where they're just they've they uh, this ai has gotten a couple humans down alive and he's just fucking with them I don't know. How does the Antichrist fit in there? How do the aliens fit in there? I don't know. Stop trying to make asylum happen. Uh, Jamie from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Tonight, I express myself with the use of colons. All right? I'm ready for this. <laughs> the preferred title of the episode should be Fuckception. Fact, colon, Ryan Murphy is an out gay man. Fact, colon, Ryan Murphy was raised Roman Catholic. Murphy's attempt at an allegory, colon. The two teenagers are an apocalypse-style Adam and Eve. 
Come on, notice how Emily has to convince Timothy to bone. She wants to leave the bunker and leave Outpost 3 slash the Garden of Eden. She's curious and she's constantly provoking him to explore, to be curious, etc. In her colon. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) Prediction, colon. Michael Langdon slash the devil is going to force her, parentheses, Emily, to give in to temptation that damns Timothy, colon, Adam. Productive... Reproductive prediction, colon, Emily just got knocked up. You know we're obligated to have another pregnancy. Genuine question for all straight people, colon, if you didn't know Ryan Murphy wrote this, would you smell homophobia from tonight's episode? Interesting. Interesting question. Because, you know, when the primary parts of context is who, who is some, you know, who, where, 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 who is the messenger? In this case, Ryan Murphy... Uh, some of this stuff I thought, like, when I was watching, is like, you know, when I was talking about Evan Peters parading in as a village person and playing relax and then put strapping on a gas mask and loudly sucking soup through a hose. I'm like, this is a bit much, but I guess Ryan Murphy's poking fun at his own culture and people. And that's, I mean, what, what do you think? I'm tired of flailing around on this topic. Um, yeah. Come on, I was just, I was get in just... here, mix it up. <laughs> I was just thinking about um, the punish your gaze theory because I think he certainly did suffer quite a bit of punishment. But, you know, so did the the boy and the girl when they were taken down to the uh, down to the basement. Like they were 100 percent just going to be shot and killed right there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's weird because he's like into this like BDSM and like like heavy whipping is pretty heavy into that that side of things and i wonder if like and then he just murdered his grandma i wondered if like ryan murphy's like you know god damn it if uh all these straight people been playing with deranged gay art stereotypes all all throughout history i'm gonna do it you know shit why not is there a deranged gay stereotype oh yeah like the evil gay was about the only time you'd see a gay uh, a, a gay jesus christ so about the only time you see them gay people okay. is when they would be psychopaths or some shit. You find out they have some creepy connection. They've been hurt as children or something. Some shit. They're not just normal people living their okay. lives, you know. See, I just the hick in me just came out for a minute, and I, uh-huh. I said the gays. Uh, it happens. It happens. But yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely been a trope throughout history. I mean, according to TV tropes, yeah, they're a reliable source. <laughs> you could cite them. Fact. Fact, colon, you can cite them on a college term paper and do okay for yourself. Right. Probably not, fact, colon. Uh, Rubberman observation, colon. Rubberman. Rubberman, thank you. He's only ever appeared to people who are attracted to men, i.e. Vivian, Chad, and Patrick, the gay couple from season one, and now Mr. Gallant. Hmm. Hmm. Only people that what? He's, He's only ever appeared to people who are attracted to men. Isn't that, I, we've only seen him have sex with two people so far. Uh, Vivian, Chad, and Patrick, and now Mr. Gallant. Did he have sex with Chad and Patrick? What he's, I mean, that's that's the, that's what the colon is is asserting. I don't know that that's true, but it's I, what the colon is asserting. Certainly one of them. Right, because Patrick bought the suit and then wore it to kill Chad. Right? Mm-hmm. Something I don't know. No, Tate did. I yes. Yeah. It's confusing. I, don't, I just don't remember them having sex. Right. Because he also appears to Dylan McDermott or uh, 
professor, Dr. Harmon, mm-hmm. um, appears to him and beats the shit out of him. But that was Tate. I don't so know. So I'm saying it's it's the the ghost the ghost rubber the ghost rubberman got crazy in season one. <laughs> Overall thoughts, Colin, I liked it a whole lot and I'm totally on board, but my god, this episode was fuckception. Alright. Hatorian, am I the only one who thinks this is a steaming pile of shit? The plot was okay the pilot was okay. This was just awful. I didn't find one thing I liked about this episode. Hatorian, you need to find your 70s or 80s gay icon and and lean on them for strength in moments like this where you're starting to doubt the Murphy. But yeah, apparently you are the only one that hated it. Yeah. Uh, there's another person that said it was kind of boring, so I guess that's uh, you could throw them into the hater pile. But most people are digging it. I mean, I think maybe you're like me and just need to kind of like... I thought this was going to be a scary and thought-provoking tale about a post-apocalyptic uh, horrific society, and it's going to be not that, you know? <laughs> and then if you just realize it's going to be not that, then it opens up the whole possibilities of... Right. So go into the episode and realize that it's not going to be scary, and yeah. then it's like you won't be disappointed. Yeah, you can just treat yourself to the spectacle of this very mannered and, and oddly made-up man in a red wig... Uh, with impeccable <laughs> grooming, uh, doing all of his crazy hand gestures and and vamping around, it's 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 fun. It's fun. Uh, EJ, I thoroughly enjoyed the subtle but not so subtle subtle animosity between Evie and Mister Gallant during the snake dinner scene. Evan Peters burying his face in his hands when Evie describes eating chilled snake soup at a fancy dinner in Kuala Lumpur made me laugh out loud. Uh, when Langdon first shows up uh, or shows off the bottle of suicide pills, I thought the container was obnoxiously large for the amount of pills inside. She's <laughs> not wrong. I love when people notice this petty shit because I do it all the time too. Agreed. Yeah. What I He's... thought was funny is it looked like, and I I don't even think they looked like pills, and they didn't like sound the same. <laughs> what it looked like is one of those like uh, those gift things you buy in florida that's a jar with a cork has <laughs> yeah, shark just, teeth just, in it just it. has like shark yeah or, yeah or little tiny conch shells right. <laughs> these, <laughs> aren't su- these aren't suicide pills these are spiral shells what the fuck and it says welcome to fort myers or on the yeah, top of it yeah exactly <laughs> he just gave these people some false hope he did he did uh wouldn't it make more sense at one point if the vital vial was full of these pills what have we learned that ooh Ooh, this is taking an interesting turn. This what if, has happened at every single outpost. They weren't overrun? Is that what she's about to say? What if we learned that Langdon slash the cooperative has used them to murder the residents of the other outposts? I hope this wasn't just a random choice, but a prop department to include because Cody Fern looked like he was using a lot of his finger strength to stretch hold this bottle between thumb and forefinger. <laughs> You're a very kind person to to notice Cody Fern really really stretching. Really stretching that, pian- that full piano octave range he's got in his hands there. Um... Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting idea. What if he's just going to each outpost and I just don't understand why well, these people think about it. Think about it. I just said that the bottle was about one quarter of the way full. If he's visited the other three the colonies that were close to collapse and dished out appropriate amount of pills, he would have this many coming into. Oh wait, there's ten outposts. Never mind. Never mind. See, see, drive from Houston. God damn it, you and your facts. Me and Michelle. We had seals from Revelations going on. Mm-hmm. We had the we had the dead man's uh, seashell tube theory. Of reason and logic. Sea drive and from aliens. Houston, <laughs> sea drive from Houston's just killing it, killing it. 
Uh, returning to EJ's missive. The hairdos of the greys are, in all caps, ridiculous. They look like little dildos on top of their heads. You know, it does look like a demented uh, fucking Dr. Seuss thing. Like, these are all inhabitants of Whoville, only Whoville got all the joy sucked out of it. So it's just got no color, and it's like Pleasantville, Whoville. Right, exactly. So anyway, any way you mix that up, it's either Pleasantville or Whoville. You can't do Who Pleasant or Pleasant Who. It's, right, you know how, like, in... It's Ville. It's the Ville fucks you every time. Yeah. Uh, you were just talking about this the other end of Blade Runner podcast, how they envisioned, like, tech to be, like, chunkier and bigger, bigger. Bigger, yeah. As it, you know, yeah. progressed into the future when things got, like, slimmer. Um, and because right now we think this future look looks ridiculous. Right. Does that mean it's going to actually come true? And Oh, yeah. 30 years from now, it's going to be nothing but candles, roaring fires, and Victorian... Full-on corset dinners parties. Yeah. Total. Even the guys will wear full-on corsets. Waist training is going to be a thing for all sexes. Women are going to be wearing these crazy, stupid top buns. Uh Uh-huh. It's not even top bun. It's like a top biscotti. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, And or uh, wings on their heads. Can you imagine waist training? Like, if it became, like, I, I always think of, like, uh, the fifth element, you know, how, yeah. like, they've got, like, the big NFL player or the, whatever he is. He's, I think he's a snooker player, but he's this hulking beast yeah. and he's in a dress. And, like, there's a lot of, like, androgynous dressing, cross dressing, and whatnot. Wouldn't it be, like, I just, I thought of, like, what if, like, you know, Tom Brady had, like, a, one of those crazy cinched in, like, 16 inch waists coming out of the locker room and he wears like a belt to accentuate it because yeah. it's like that's because he's so fashionable right right he would if, if there was a quarterback to waist train if waist training was fashionable yeah and he's married Tom he's married to a model so yes. absolutely yeah yes, she'd be, be slapping the him in the corset fashion. every single time yeah david beckham oh be yeah wearing oh one. yeah he'd totally have mm-hmm. like a teeny tiny waist yeah i think it i just think it'd be hilarious Probably be very bad for their careers and physical, uh, but you know, but you know what's crazy? Suffer for your beauty. What? Like fanny packs are a thing. Fanny packs are coming fanny back, packs y'all. Are a thing. And I just saw in New York Fashion Week that utility belts are a thing, and that is you have like a regular like leather Batman belt. style. Yeah, and you can get attachments like this one's going to hold my cell phone, and then this one's just the key ring, and just add your accessories. I to can't this belt. fucking believe it's incredible. This is my dream come true. No, it's super. It's, it's, it's but, so. It's all women have ever wanted in fashion. Just more fucking pockets. That's all we want. <laughs> this is incredible. No, I mean it's a great idea to have detachable pockets right you, there. Boom. You don't have to worry about your keys or your wallet. You just like instead of instead of unloading these things every night from our pockets, we just we decouple the pocket from the clothes. Yes. Oh, I don't need this today, or I don't need my water bottle. But for what? Today. And see, this is the thing. Like I've always, I've always begrudged. It seems like anytime something truly useful comes up that's fashion adjacent, the world fucking hates it. Bluetooth headset, hands free communication, and it's always or you can listen to podcasts and start. No, you're the biggest fucking nerd alive. Uh, fanny packs and utility belts, fucking giant nerd. You got your cell phone hooked to your belt. Like how? I feel like I'm living in crazy town because all this stuff is now cool. Yeah. Like pocket protectors, are, are they going to come Is there back? something like really uncool right now that we can just kind of get? Google Glass. Google Glass. T- just wait sh- 10 yeah. years, Google Glass. We'll we'll come back for you. Yeah. We won't think it's creepy at all. We'll want to. Uh, yeah, we'll... like 3D TV and uh, gaming. That, that came way too soon. And now That's VR true. is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at You're the right. lawnmower, man. They got, they got, they, no one got that right. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, that is... Oh, wait. No, I thought that was the last email, but we have another. Red Lancer's hiding in the bushes. <laughs> That's why they did not see the androids coming. That was their first opening line. How long to the weekly Westworld? Everyone is a robot speculation. Inevitable. And have, next week, everyone will be a robot. Once a single person is a robot, the possibility that everyone is a robot exists. Therefore, people will speculate on it. That's a fucking fact, man. And a show that tends occasionally to fly off the rails in spectacular fashion, this certainly can't help. <laughs> it would be funny if literally everyone is a robot. The whole thing's a simulation. Like, it's just Ryan Murphy looking into a computer snow globe and laughing maniacally at the end of this. Yeah. I would, I could get down with that. That'd be pretty fucking meta. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next week's guest star, Anthony Hopkins as head of the cooperative. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Because it'd be, it'd be funny if, like, every week a slightly senior person in the cooperative showed up and called bullshit on everything. Right. And like the last one is like Anthony Hopkins and there's the, all of his gravitas. He calls bullshit on all the people that have come there before and be like, well, I had the final say and finally approved right. all the rules. That's how the selection process goes. Is they Every week they rule someone out. Like this week it was Evie mm. and... Uh, Mr. Gallant killed her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can you imagine Anthony Hopkins like getting into Leatherman suit and like <laughs> It is Anthony Hopkins. It yeah. is Anthony Hopkins. There we go. He's, He's been here Rubberman. The whole time. <laughs> He's Rubberman. <laughs> He's latex man, technically. <laughs> uh all right. Thank you for all the really fun feedback we got this week. I uh, cannot wait to see what happens next week. Hopefully, we'll be back on our regular schedule. I'm getting the sling box and everything all set up in Jim's basement today as soon as I'm done uh, doing this podcast. So we should be smooth sailing next week. Uh, thanks for your love, emails, and support. Uh, we'll be back next week. AHS at baldmove.com is where you send feedback or forums.baldmove.com. I'll troll through both for feedback. Uh, Until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Have a good weekend.